Sean. Yay! <laughs> He's much more enthusiastic than that sounded. So, 10th episode. I am very happy. It's number 10. We it is. It. I know. We wanted to get to 10. I mean, we obviously want to get to We much. were going to get to 10. Yeah, we wanted. We want to make sure, at least at a very minimum, we're going to put this kind of effort in. We want to at least get to, to 10. Although, you know, you go out and you look at some of the other podcasts out there. These guys have been doing this doing this for a while. we got a, a lot of room to, uh, to to make up. But, you know, 10 is a good, a good milestone. Yes, it is a know? good start. I think we'll be, we'll be much happier when we're at 100. But as you said earlier today, we are now 10% there, so only 90% more to go. Yeah. Well, piece of cake. That didn't sound good. It, it doesn't, doesn't sound, sound fun at all. Yeah. When you say we've got 90 more podcasts to go, but there's a lot of movies still Oh yeah. Uh, from the 80s that are just awesome to review, and, and uh, so we're really looking forward to it. Um, so thanks for everybody, you know, for 10, 10 episodes. You know, we wouldn't keep doing it if people weren't supporting it, although, again, people aren't talking to us as much about it as we would hope but you know there's people listening people are downloading it paying attention to it so we certainly appreciate everybody's support all right so for our 10th episode we uh we wanted to do something classic something big uh so we went with uh back to the future yay yay uh 1985 uh one of michael j fox's first starring solo roles you know he pretty much carried carried this movie it was him all right he was on uh family ties yeah he well, was still doing a sitcom know, at the yeah, time right the but time. this is this was his first full-length feature uh jump in there and and uh you know one of the more classic famous movies fr- from that era so uh, back uh, last week, uh, our nostalgia rating, uh, we both rated this very high. This was an excellent movie. Uh, Sean rated his at a 4.86. You're looking at me like... Well, I, I thought maybe you wanted to say it yourself. I thought I you had jump it wrote down. I have it right here. Uh, and I had a... a sure, 4, a 4.86. 4.86. It sounds good. And I had a 4.81. Uh, so we've gone back. We watched the movie again. We're here to give our current reviews uh, and, and current rating as, as well. So, all right. So you watched it, loved it. I'm sure you did. You had to have. I loved yeah. it. You know what? I, I don't know when the last time I saw this movie, but I absolutely loved watching it again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes you, you, you know, watch these older movies and you pause them, go do something else, come back or watch them one day and watch the rest of it. Not this one, man. I started it, sat through it, watched the whole thing. And it's like a hour and 86 minutes or something or hour. Uh, I yeah. don't even know. It just yeah. flew by. And it's I, an hour and 86 minutes. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, <laughs> my grasp of time and, and uh, components is not, not very good. So it was 116 minutes was actually the running time, but it was a really, really good movie. Yeah. I, I, I loved it. Absolutely. Yeah. I loved it. Don't have a whole lot to pick at it. Um, not that we pick. We're not critics, but uh, nothing really jumped out at me a whole bunch from when I watched it from a kid to today. Uh, the time, travel stuff kind of bothered me because there was so much stuff that just you know inconsistent time travel stuff. Okay, but wait, it wasn't time know, travel movie so well, it wasn't you know, time travel movie yeah but it really wasn't the part of the movie I mean the well, part I, of the movie you was know what I, don't, I think you're wrong I think that they did an excellent job of being consistent of what they did back in, you know yeah, they did what they did I think they so no. but you know the, and, and a, I will prove you wrong that's a, fine and that's fine but I think they I think for what they did and the sequel coming after and all that, they right. did not know that they were going to have a sequel. 
Okay, so they did not know that they were going to make a part two and part three when they did this. Oh, well, how did they end it that way if they didn't know they were going to do a sequel? Well, you see, and that's where you're confusing things because in the theater it didn't say to be continued. No, but even still, just even without that, just them getting in the car. It was just something they wrote off. Oh, okay. It was just something they put in there. They just put in there as you know, this is the ending of the thing to give you feeling like it goes on. I gotcha. They did not. You don't know how a movie's going to do and play out. So George Lucas did. They pretended that they had it planned, but they really actually actually did. They didn't. And to do so. Such a phenomenal job on number two, um, in my opinion, of tying that in and taking the scenes from that. But we're not here to talk about number two, but just that foresight it was excellent. Uh, you know, I'm actually curious when we get to number two because I don't remember number two very well, aside from the hoverboards. I, I really don't remember yeah. number two too well. So for those who haven't seen this movie, and I really hope you have because it is a very, very good movie. It plays. It played well then. It plays well now. Oh, well, before we get going on the... Everything you want to give your current rating? Sure. Um, I am in this. I think this is my highest, I, I believe. I am at a 4.98. Wow. It's almost a 5, but I, I couldn't quite do it. two points for a reason. I don't know if I should discuss them now or when we get into it. What do you. Uh, either way. Either right. way. I mean, we, we don't really follow a real formula. Yeah, right? sure. We're just talking about the movie anyway, so. I deducted two points. For very two small things, but I felt <laughs> it stuck out to me, so I threw it out on my piece of paper here to say what would happen. All right, one of them was, I can't believe they threw in a lip-syncing segment of him doing Johnny B. Good. Oh, yeah, you know what? I have that clearly not that down him, here. and it's just dumb yeah. that they're even trying to pass it off as Michael J. Fox singing that. Yeah, I know, because he's got that pre uh, pre. Kitty voice halfway, th- but most yeah. of his, his voice is squeaky. Doc, I gotta yeah. do this and that, and all of a sudden he's like, "John, be good." You know, I don't think so. he's got a very young, squeaky voice, even though he's twenty five in this movie, right? He's yeah. all of five foot two or however tall he is. So he's got a he's got a, he's got a little <laughs> he guy voice, like is what I'm saying. What yeah, he he, he's got a little guy voice, and then all of a sudden he starts singing this, and he sounds like a young black kid. <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah there, there's definitely not uh, that definitely was not him singing. Although, was that him playing the guitar? I didn't look that up, but I was curious. I think he can play guitar, but. Um I, I, that's not the point of that. It was, no, I was it just was wondering if you synced knew. anyway. I mean, yeah, but that's true. True. All right. Well, that that's fair enough, I suppose. That's. I mean, it stuck out so bad. I had to <laughs> deduct a point for that. I started with a five, and I said for this movie, and I've done it differently for each one actually. But for this one, I said I'm going to start off at a five and just take away points as I felt necessary, and I took away a point for that, and I took away a point for when Marty and Doc. When the car was coming, at, he was controlling it remote controlly. I guess Einstein was in the car towards the beginning. And they were yeah, the talking, yeah. and the car is coming right at them, right? Right. And then, right as it gets to them, it does its time travel, and then it goes through them, and then you see the right the little tire, which through. still helps. Which up I love me. that. Yeah. I love that. Right. But I didn't never notice this before. But maybe it's just the idea I'm watching out on high def now or something. Right. They're standing in front of a green screen and. They're not even there for that scene. It's <laughs> just the tracks are there and all that. But if you look and go back, it's clear as anything that they're standing. <laughs> and it's just a, a, well, a I mean, screen. They'd have to stand in front of How old would uh, they do that I scene? I know because but the fire think... goes between their legs and all that. Right, right. But that's what stuck out was I saw the the um, the edges on their feet. That it was oh, green. really? And, and then I noticed all around them that it was a green screen. I don't know why it stuck out, but it bugged me because you know me. I like yeah, the visual yeah. stuff. And that was the only thing in that film where a visual caught me off i didn't like it so right. i took a point away for that so that left See, me now, at 4.9. in my opinion i thought that whole you know that whole part was was pretty cool but 
<laughs> I don't understand why they always, and, and of course it's a movie, right? But in a real life situation, why would you be so dramatic as to stand in front of the effing car? Hey, what if you didn't hit 80 miles an hour? Right? It's a huge parking yeah, lot, yeah. right? You know, I know, right? Just make it go around you. You don't have to stand right in front of the path <laughs> of that car. You don't know. It's a remote control. What if your battery died? You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. There's so many other ways to have tested that. I don't understand why they felt the need to let's stand right in front of it. And Marty tries to get out of the way and the doc pulls him back again. Like there was no scientific value to that. You could have gotten the same picture by using the damn zoom on your camera. Yeah. You know what I mean? You could have stood back way farther, just zoomed in on it, and gotten the same picture. But, you know, what I do like about that effect is it's so simple. You make a light on the car, you make it disappear, and you make some tire tracks of fire, and you're golden. Yeah. You know? and it, it was a pretty cool effect. A good I did effect, like it. You know? Yeah, I absolutely did, did, did like that at the beginning of that. So this Back to the Future, for those who hadn't seen it, um, Oh, wait, wait. My my current rating. Yeah, what are you doing? What am I doing? I'm just jumping all over the place. Uh, so I had a 4.81. I kind of wanted to give it a 5.2, but the time stuff still kind of messed with me a little bit. So I'm going to go 4.9, which is still a pretty damn That's good movie. I nice. mean, if this movie's on, you should be watching it. It's a good movie, absolutely. It's fun. It's funny. It's family-friendly. Uh, a couple colorful language, but nothing you know out of the ordinary. I think any kid would like this. I think my kids would like this. I think they would enjoy this movie. It's It's cute. Yeah, um, you know, aside from the rapey vibe, which we'll it, get into later, it does have a couple things in there. That you yeah. might be a little sensitive. Was it a PG? It's just regular PG. You yeah. know, this was the top grossing release of 1985. Oh, I don't doubt it, it was a uh, 197 million. Yeah. But. Oh, yeah. so Back to the Future, Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd. Uh, Michael J. Fox is living in 1985, and uh, I mean, he doesn't appear to have a bad life, right? He's got a, a cute girlfriend who I think I said was Leah Thompson last week, and it's oh not. no, it's his mom. Yeah, his mom was Leah Thomas. I don't know who played his girlfriend in this one. I should probably look that up. It should be one of those things we should know. I don't remember. Her name's her. Jennifer. Yeah, I don't remember her doing anything else ever. And even in the second movie, if I remember correctly, she was in it for like all of five minutes, and then she's like frozen for that entire movie, and you well, don't really no, see her they again. Not, she knocked out because she saw herself. Oh, that's what it so was. She faints. They actually, and this goes back to my previous conversation, they didn't know they were going to make it two and three, and they didn't really plan on her being there when they were thinking the concept right. so they put her in the car the last one just to take her off with him and right, they right. all flew off but they realized her making the sequel they had no place for her so they decided to make her knock out and that's oh well, so, you know what? hey she was in back to the future still so whatever she can always point <laughs> yeah. back to that yeah, that's more yeah. movies than we've been i don't in. want to take anything away from no, her no, absolutely know. not so uh you know he's uh his family's i guess a poor family although they had their own home whatever i don't know but uh, his it's parents. your definition of poor? Is yeah, it? I don't know. His parents are, are a bit geeky, and he's got a friend, Doc Brown, who's played by Christopher Lloyd, who's a scientist who develops a time machine um, using a plutonium that he stole from some Libyan terrorists to power the time machine. So while exploring it to, uh, while showing it to Michael J. Fox or Marty's character or Michael J. Fox's character, who is Marty in the movie, um, Libyans come attack him. He accidentally go- ends up going back to the future in 1955, but he runs out of plutonium, so he needs a way to get back to the future so he ends up finding Christopher Lloyd who looked exactly the same in 1955 I did in 1985 which I thought was a funny a funny little piece to that yeah so he gets him and they figure out how to help the car you know find the energy it needs which is by a lightning strike Uh, and unfortunately though while he's back in time he ends up running into his dad and messing up the relation or the, the meeting between his dad and his mom originally so he has to try to fix that and get back to the A little incest going on there. But yeah, that was a little strange, too. Yeah. And I'll talk about that because that didn't make any sense to me either. So we'll, I, I kind of want to get into that. But that's kind of the gist of the, the whole movie, right? Right. Okay. Good enough. Yeah, and he's got to fix it out. to get back to right. his regular life that he knew. Exactly, exactly. And so the movie opens up with uh, uh, we meet Marty, uh, basically, I guess, trying to get to – well, I guess it opens up. No, he's going to school. You think I just saw this movie. So he's going to school. We meet Marty on a skateboard. 
um, very unsafely grabbing onto the back of cars riding his skateboard to school, which is kind of funny because I'm like, well, what if that car doesn't go that way? No, it starts off with him going to Doc's house, right? Right. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, but I mean on the skateboard, he's grabbing onto the skateboards and and No, that's going going to school. All right, fine. I'm saying he goes. I know we don't follow the movie, but I'm just trying to figure out what you're going to talk about. (laughs) Well, nothing. There was a point I was getting ready to bring up. I didn't really care about the Doc house in the beginning. Well, you said he was at the beginning. It opens up. It doesn't open (laughs) up with him at the house. I mean, going to school, it opens up going to the house. Movie continuity police. Um so yeah, he does. He actually goes to Doc's house, and you see Doc's not there, and all the crazy inventions that Doc's created. And for some reason, he thinks it's a good idea to stand in front of an eight-foot-tall amplifier and, and turn everything up to full, and then try it, which <laughs> cracked me up. Uh, so anyway, he gets he gets to school, and he's a little bit late. You meet his girlfriend Jennifer there. Um, but you know, one of the things and they do this all the time, right? And especially in movies that are aimed for kids, the douche principal. I mean, honestly, there's no principal in the world who's going to get you nose-to-nose like that and basically tell you what a loser is and how you and nobody in your family has ever amounted to anything and never will. What about our principal? No, he was not. <laughs> yeah, he was a good no. guy. Yeah, he, he was, was a good, good guy. guy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just those things just drive me nuts because they go so over-the-top character portrayal that it's just not realistic anymore. There's just, there's just no principles like that. You don't get to be a principal by being that much of a douche. Yeah, you know, it's funny, but... I mean, I was like, what other movies have principles in it? But uh, the first next one that came to mind, well, obviously Breakfast Club, we just right. saw it. But um, I thought uh, Ferris Bueller and that, well, he was a idiot principal. Right, right. But he was still, you know, out to yeah. get, you know. Well, even, even in the Bre- Breakfast Club, right? He gets in front of uh, Bender's face. I'll yeah. take you out. They, who does that? I mean, come on. Th- that doesn't happen. So that to me, that was just a little... Uh, a little silly, but I did like the uh, Battle of the Bands. You know that first thing that caught me. I liked the Battle of the Bands because um, I loved Huey Lewis's uh, camo. Yeah, it was uh, his camo. first cameo, first movie cameo that he did. That was his first on oh, yeah. screen. Yeah, and it made me really miss Huey Lewis. Yeah, it really goes did. To show though, time goes by. Uh-huh. And was, you know, well, you know, one of the overall themes from this movie that it, it's kind of sad. It, it's because this movie is very. Oh, it's very authentic to me. It's just sweet, right? It's just about it's about young oh love God, and being a kid. And being, oh, shut up! But you know, especially the dancing scene at, at the end, right? It just kind of reminds you, as as we're old now, <laughs> that you know that that time of our life is gone. That whole new love, new nervousness, all that stuff is gone, right? You know, we we're both married. We have kids. Love our wives very much. I would never trade my wife for anything in the world, but you know, it's just that that whole area is gone, and you're like, damn, I'm freaking old. You know what I mean? It's like, what the hell? You know, I didn't think about that till just now. Thank you for now depressing the rest of my evening. I'm glad I could help you. I'm glad I could help you. So, the, and then, um, yeah, so you do all that in the douchey principle, what have you. Uh, Huey Lewis cameo, because, you know, in this movie, Marty's big thing is to become a, a singer or a lip syncer, I guess. He, he, <laughs> yeah. can't, he can't really sing. He just wants to become a, a lip syncer. Um, but, you know, you get, then you get to meet Doc because Doc calls him and says, hey, I need you to meet me. Uh, you know, at 1 p.m. at the mall, so that we could uh, we could do that. And I do love they actually did a really good job. I, mean, I thought it kind of cracked me up was when they get there. It's a Twin Pine Mall, but you know, later on in the movie, they change his names. Yeah, well, that was an accident. I mean, no, no, no. They actually because remember when Marty first goes back in time, that he uh, Christopher Lloyd's character explains how this whole mall used to belong to a farmer who loved his trees. He was crazy about his trees, his pine trees. And when Marty gets back in time, he knocks over one of the trees. So now there's just a single pine, not two. So when he when he gets back to the future again 
after going through his whole escapades, he comes back. The name of the mall instead of Two Pine is now Lone Pine Mall. You know what's really funny about that was on IMDb on the things. I didn't write it down as one of the facts, but somebody stated that there was a goof that the sign they showed it as Lone Pine Mall, but now it makes sense. I didn't even. Yeah, it wasn't a goof. Yeah, you know, I, that person who wrote that's probably an idiot. Yeah, it's like watch the movie as, as well. I would. That was my post. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> and, you know, it's been a long time since I've actually seen this uh, uncut or unedited, however you want to put it. So, you know, when they're sitting there getting ready to do the demo of the car, and, and Marty's like, Doc, what what, what am I going to see? And he's like, you're going to see some serious shit. And I was like, holy crap. I, I didn't think they Christian this movie. And all of a sudden, they're throwing out the S-bomb. Yeah, I, a couple uh, of them. Yeah, that kind of surprised me a little bit. And a couple of goddamns in there as well. Um, and the way you said that, too, reminded me of Michael J. Fox, by the way. he, I think I mentioned this I don't know if we mentioned it on the podcast last week or um, or just in conversation about the movie, how Michael J. Fox in this movie is so animated. <laughs> I mean, you know. It was so obvious, too, when I watched it. I hadn't really thought about it, and then you said it, and then I watched this movie. Yeah, he, he doesn't. Everything he gets Everything he says <laughs> is like this. He's got to talk really fast. Doc! Yeah. You know, everything. Of course, Doc is the same way, actually, you know. He is. He's yeah. a spaz, too. He, he's a bit of a, a lower spaz. <laughs> As you heard in the beginning, one point two gigawatts. Yeah, that was a great. That was a great clip because that, that's a perfect encapsulation of the of the movie, right? Yeah. You got the crazy doc going nuts, and you got Michael J. Fox going nuts. So yeah, that was a, that was a good one. But you know, it, it fit, right? I mean, it's yeah, it's who he is. It's his character. Right? It, w- it did fit him, but originally uh, they wanted him, but. It, they wouldn't let him out of his family ties thing. They thought he would be too overloaded, all this kind of stuff. So they actually um, screen tested a couple of big names back in the day. One of them was C. Thomas Howe, <laughs> which we just did, right. talked about. Um, I might and, say he was um, a big name, yeah, but and Red he Dog, was a name. Right, but he was becoming yeah, big, yeah. obviously. So he apparently tested well, but somebody else tested Eric Stoltz. Oh. And they figured he did a little better than C. Thomas Howe, so they actually started filming with Eric Stoltz in scenes and he did quite a few actually scenes and they just kind of decided with Eric Stoltz that you know this isn't really working the chemistry yeah. isn't there so they said let's let's try to find somebody else so, I, and I can believe that Eric Stoltz isn't that animated actor he's very low-key intense yeah but he admitted it okay. himself yeah. he was like you know you, you're right you know I, I agree so they uh, went back to um, he's like, the studio. He's like, I got paid, right? I mean, he's still probably got yeah, paid for it. Yeah, something. <laughs> he's like, right. okay, yeah. They went back to the studio, got Michael J. Fox. They did, made an agreement that he would do it. He was all excited about it, wanting to do it. So here we are with now. And, you know, I can't imagine watching this movie with Eric Stoltz. I can't yeah, that would be very, it. Yeah. be very strange. Well, of course not, be right, because we've never seen it otherwise. But I, I don't think it would have been as, as good because, he, again, he's too serious of an actor, uh, whereas Michael J. Fox plays that goofy you know, he spassed a kid, you know, like we were just talking about very well. So he increased the budget by $3 million though, because of that switch. Oh, because they had to pay, Eric Stoltz now had to pay him? And to do all the re-scenes, re- Oh, and shoots. reshoots and can all that. Can you imagine that? Kind of I mean, I've seen the site. If you go to YouTube and you can, you know, see some of the clips of Eric Stoltz, uh, his scenes, and the, the shots, the block shots they do are identical, and it's kind of neat <laughs> to see just Eric Stoltz sitting there instead. It's oh, really that would weird. be insane. The same lines, yeah, like that scene when they're in the diner and um, and he he meets his dad for the first time, <laughs> and he leans over and he looks at his profile. Yeah. That scene's right there, and you see Eric Stoltz leaning in. And it's like, 
uh, what? <laughs> what am I looking at here? You know, because right, Eric Stolter looked nothing like that. You know, they had, I think about he eight. had the whole hair flip just the same way. You oh, know? Was it? Yeah, yeah, but he's a redhead, isn't he? Yeah, but like Michael J. Fox's is a little bit red too. Is he? Yeah, a little no, orangey. Not. You're just making orangey brown. That's probably just Doritos. you just don't know because you don't have hair. <laughs> oh, but no, it's because I don't have hair. I notice other people's hair a lot because I'm always like, God, I want that hair. <laughs> I wish I had some of that. That hair would be awesome. Something that made me laugh while I was watching it, October 26th, um, was the current date. Or was it the date they were going back to? But it was the date. It was one of the dates in the car. I think it was October 26, 1985. That's it was, the current was date. the current date. Yeah, and then they went like one minute forward with the dog. But October 26 is both my wife's birthday and my stepmom's hey. birthday. Yeah, I was like, hey, look, hey, look it's her birthday. <laughs> I don't know why. That just kind of struck me as funny. I'm sure yeah, everybody listening to this is like, yeah, whatever. Well, you know, statistically speaking, there's probably, a, what, 10 million people with that birth date, so... And there's a lot of people get to look at it and go, hey, it's my yeah, birthday. Yeah, one out of 365 chance of... Yeah, basically, yeah. right? With <laughs> Four billion people or eight billion people on the planet. Yeah, there's probably a lot of people out there with it. So what did you think about... Um, I mean, the special effects we just talked about. I still thought that was pretty cool. Um, I didn't I didn't really notice the green screen too much. Of course, now that you've said it, I'm probably going to notice Just that it. one scene had that, uh-huh, that I noticed that stuck out. Everything else, well, I think, was flawless. And who did the special effects? Uh, was it Industrial Light yeah. Magic? Well, we mentioned this before. I didn't realize this. This was produced by Steven Spielberg. Like, yeah. how bad are we at not researching our movies? Well, it's not yeah. like we care. I mean, do, I mean no, it doesn't okay, really matter, we just want right? to make sure we don't do... A Steven Spielberg movie, every movie, but I think it's okay. Well, apparently we've... we're we're doing that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whether we want to or not, we've done we've done three Steven Spielberg movies, right? Poltergeist, okay. E.T., now this one. All right, what's it say though? It's it produced by he. No, I'm saying, what's it say about him? I mean, oh yeah, he's he was everywhere, and he's yeah. a phenomenal filmmaker. That's what it says. Yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm not I don't feel bad about no, it. No, so I'm just surprised that we didn't I didn't realize that that uh, that he was in this one. I'm like, but, how much money do you think Steven Spielberg has? I mean, my God, tons. this movie made two hundred million dollars. You know, and it was like what a budget of like thirty million or something, or twenty million, something like that. Going from Jaws back in '77 or whatever it was when he's filming it to not getting anything he needs and wants and having to fight for everything to probably just snapping his fingers in this movie and getting anything. He well, because he he was also part of the Raiders franchises, right? yeah, of course, yeah. right. So I mean, he's had his. I mean, by 1985, he'd already done the Raiders. He'd yeah. already done ET. He's now part of this one. He did he, Jaws. He pul- yeah, he, he produced Poltergeist, and it's right. just like. Seriously? I mean, produced and written Poltergeist. I mean, by 1985, this guy had already probably made a good billion dollars in movie sales. So that's uh, not too bad. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to limb and, and take a, a stance and say that he's a good filmmaker. You know, I don't yeah. argue with anybody who, who has anything to say about that. People have something to say about that. <laughs> I don't th- How do you gonna argue that Steven Spielberg is not one of the premier filmmakers of all time? People call him a douche. Like, like he's a real well, I'm not saying he's not a douche. On, on, like, on set. Yeah, and he may be, but the guy can make a good movie. Sure. I mean, out of the past 50 years, some of the more classic movies that you've ever seen are, are going to be Steven Spielberg movies. I don't care how much of a douche he is. Anyway, that's the Steven Spielberg show. Yeah, you know what? They're about the effects, there was only, I don't know the number exactly, but it's like only 32 special effects were done for oh, this really? entire movie. Yeah, it didn't, there wasn't a whole lot in this. When it comes to element, um, light and magic. Yeah. Kind of thing. That's pretty impressive, though. You think about a movie about time travel and all that kind of stuff. I think it'd be more. Yeah. But well, the, the time s- travel we'll get into, because I still say that. You know, there's no point. We don't need to go in order, yeah. so it doesn't really matter. No. So, you know, when this movie opens up, they have the Goldie, uh, somebody for mayor, Goldie something yeah, Goldie, or other, the, yeah. the black guy was for mayor, right? But since he hadn't gone back in time yet, nothing he would have done should have mattered, right, that he did in the past yet, because he hadn't gone back in time to change anything yet. Although that doesn't make sense from a time travel. The past is the past. You can't change it. So th- this movie would have made more sense if he had started out with his parents being really cool and an author and all this stuff, and then he went back in time 
and, and lost because, it. No, because what he did is what made him cool and whatever. He was a big geek and whatever. Because you can't, can't really change the past. The past oh, is the yeah. past. But anyway. But because he, 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 when he goes back in time for the very first time, he meets, the, he meets Goldie at the diner. And Goldie's like, you know, don't let that. When he's talking, to Goldie's talking to his dad and saying, don't let those kids push you around. Don't do any of this mm-hmm. stuff. You got to stand up for yourself. Look at me. I'm going to night school. You know, one day I'm going to make something of myself. And Michael J. Fox goes, mayor. And, then, and Goldie's like, oh, mayor. That's right. You know what? I think I'm going to be mayor. So they, they kind of made it seem that Michael J. Fox telling him that is what made him run for mayor. Yeah, but you don't know what caused him to be mayor before Michael J. Fox got there. So the could kind of conversation. Uh, of course, else. that could have gone for anything, right? right? But the point I'm making, though, is that they made that line specifically to make it seem like Michael J. Fox is the one who pushed him to become mayor. But clearly, he was already mayor anyway. Maybe they were just showing the influence that Michael J. Fox is having while he was there. And that he was the one who did it, even though it was something else. So you can but I'm saying, no, no, I, I know, no, I know what you're I get, you, I get that, but you're I'm saying if, say. if he had affected that, then if he had already affected that in the current time, nothing else had been changed. The only thing that was that was done was this Goldie guy was running for mayor, but none of his other actions had had any effect yet because he hadn't gone back in time. It's just that they just didn't handle that very well. To me, that was just sloppy. Whatever you know, you want to talk I don't about think your lip thinking. It was just you love to tear apart. Time. I don't love to tear it apart, but I can't. I can't watch it and not think it. There's, there's just no way. Right, you get you, your little DeLorean of your own and travel back, <laughs> and you'll see <laughs> that you can change. You the cannot past. change the past. It is what it is. You know, because if you're here right now, anything you would have done, you've already would have done. You you can't change that. I I think though that you have multiple timelines. Time. What do you call them? Like. Uh, Oh, uh, I'm not going to help you. Know you. What? I know you're not. Yeah, um, you, time streams, streams, layers. I don't, you know where you go back and you have multiple. You create different paths as you go down. So I think that those are still going on. The one that the path, like you say, you can't change the past, but you make a duplicate copy of it, and then it changes as you go along <laughs> next to it. You know, that's what I think. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, whatever. You know, I, I'm not I, I, I didn't say anything. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying I'm to make it seem like you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. idiot hypothesis. <laughs> well, that's the beauty of having a microphone and a podcast. Anybody could be an idiot, and that includes us. Yeah. So it's fine. So, you know, it goes back in time, and, you know, he ends up getting in the way of his dad, who ends up being a uh, peeping Tom. Because the story had been originally that his dad, that <laughs> Michael J. Fox's grandfather, his mom's dad, hits him in the car. And that's how they fall in love. That's how his dad and mom fall in love. They bring him in, and she nurses him to health, and they kind of fall in love that way, which just kind of brings out everything about, well, what what about Biff, right? Because Biff was still in love with her, and he was still doing the whole, I don't know, but what would you call it, date raping? <laughs> I mean, basically, right? Isn't that what he was trying to do pretty much this entire movie? Yeah. You know, you meet him in the cafeteria. He's, like, fondling her. And nobody's doing anything about it. He's basically just grabbing her, and, and she smacks him, and he's basically getting ready to punch her yeah. uh, if Michael J. Fox hadn't stepped in. But none of that would have changed, right, simply because uh, in the original timeline, if you want to look at it that way, in the original timeline, you know, Biff would still have been a player. So how did Marty McFly, the dad, or his name was Marty? I don't remember his dad's name. No, I don't know. His, I don't know it was Marty, but the the elder McFly, George, uh, George. Thank you. How would he have uh, gotten Biff out of the way, right? Because Biff would have kept coming, but yeah. and, and yet, you know, George probably wouldn't have done anything about it. So I liked Biff in this movie, though. By the way, yeah, uh, you know what yeah. I do. He was the classic douche, and and I forgot about the great line about let's make like a tree and get the hell and out get, of here. I just love here. that line. I use that all the time. You know what? The dude would not have been in this movie if. Um Oh gosh, what was the, the the person who was originally playing this character of Biff mm-hmm. was too short 
he wasn't intimidating enough, I guess, against somebody really? else. I forgot who it was. I remember, so they got this guy, and he was bigger. He was oh. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah when he stood I'm up. sure he had obvious acting skills. This guy, no, this I guy was great. Guy yeah, I love Biff Carey. I saw it, again, aside from the date raping molestation thing that he had going on. Although, you know, everybody in this movie was a date raper, right? There was not a, except for Michael J. Fox. So his dad was a peeping Tom. He was up in the tree looking at the girl changing, right? Biff, of course, wasn't that great. Um, all the guys around Biff. You know, they don't show them molesting anybody, but clearly they don't stop him from doing any of that stuff. Do you know who one of those guys were? Billy Zane. Yeah. Yeah. Not much of that. a line. No. Uh, he, he got to punch Michael J. Fox, I yeah, think. But I think. Yeah, other than that, that was, that was good. It was funny. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think I remember seeing that. I remember reading that beforehand, but I don't remember him being in the movie. And then when I saw him, I'm like, oh, well, yeah, Billy Zane. There you go. And then, you know, after the, when they're in the Enchantment Under the Sea dance, and he's already punched out Biff and done all that stuff, and, and he's dancing with his, uh, with his wife. Or his future wife, and that redheaded kid comes up and breaks Cuts him up again. Him, yeah, yeah. And, and he's like fondling her, grabbing her butt, and she's just like, "Oh, stop!" And, and stop. obviously, the kid's a big nerd. I mean, <laughs> come on, you know. I mean, but all. the point being, again, is that everybody yeah. just ropes this girl. I mean, there, there appears to be no restraints. And I guess 1950s was just eighties. I mean, yeah, the fifties were. The fifties, you know, I guess, was a lot of groping right. going on in the fifties. I don't know. Obviously, no, you were born in the wrong time. No, nobody seems. You sound care. jealous. <laughs> a little bit, I am. I'm like, you could do that back then. <laughs> What? Because yeah, no one seemed to care. I mean, she's in the middle of this floor with this guy groping her, screaming basically for help, and everybody just keeps on dancing. <laughs> like, la, of course, la. women didn't have the same rights, you know? Did they? You know? I'm pretty sure I they mean, had the right not to get raped. Well, in 1955. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying you know, men looked at women differently. You right. Know, but but even still, not you know what I mean? Yeah, and I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I, I, know your fa- I know what your fantasy would be. But even in the car, right, where, where Biff comes in, gets her in the car, and they throw Michael J. Fox out and ruin the whole plan there. You know, Biff's crew is standing around. They know what he's going to do to her. And they're like, yeah, screw it. Let's just go. Line. What you- yeah, I know. It's just like everybody in that. And, again, it was one of those things where, with the exception of the two main characters, everybody else you meet is a bit of a jerk. Um, I was like, what the hell? What the hell is that about? So, I don't know. It's kind of stuck out at me. It did. What is that? Yeah, it did. Oh, okay. I thought you called me a dick. I'm like, hey, man. <laughs> I'm standing up for women. I don't think that makes me a dick. That seems a bit much. <laughs> Doc Brown, funny as hell. I forgot how funny and how good he yeah. was at this How could movie. you not have him playing Doc Brown, too? I mean, who else could play that role? Yeah. Of course, they did have some big names. You know, I have them probably in my notes someplace, but they had some other big names to audition oh, trying for to do that. I'll no. probably come across it later. So with, I mean, mention he he was the classic space cadet type guy but sincere when he needed to be you know you could really tell he cared about marty and, and all that stuff and um he, he was just, and he had some really great lines that were just kind of throwaway lines that, that you really didn't think about i don't know about you but when he was trying to show marty the plan on how to uh get the lightning strike to hit the delorean and go forward yeah. he brings him up and he's like you have to excuse the crudity <laughs> of this model I, just, I don't remember that line but then you look at the model and you're like what the hell <laughs> i didn't have time to get it to scale that was a good model yeah, uh, it was uh, John Lithgow, Dudley Moore, and Jeff Goldblum all were considered for the role of Doc Brown. Now you know Jeff Goldblum. You know Jeff Goldblum might have been able to make up. You know would do well. Yeah, he could have done that. He he does that weird type of guy. Dudley uh, Moore. No. What are they? Yeah, thinking? I wouldn't have seen that. No, not to mention Dudley Moore is like two feet tall too. That would have been weird. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why yeah. it just struck me. It would have between been between him and Michael J. Fox. Yeah, yeah. You, know. you don't want them both to be the same same exact size. <laughs> well, you know, uh, you know. I don't know. I'm throwing a lot of facts about this movie. But uh, what's his name? Uh, who played Doc? Uh, I forget his name. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd was so tall compared to Michael Jack uh, Michael Jackson. <laughs> Michael J. <laughs> Probably Fox, compared to Jackson too. Uh, was so short that they could never film them to you know usual scenes. You have people talking face to face in one shot, and they couldn't do it with these 
guys together. <laughs> so they always had to film like uh, Christopher Lloyd in the back round or you know farther away oh, that's and then closer up so the perspective made them look a little closer, a little in, closer size in size and they could deal with it or they would actually have Christopher Lloyd hunch over a little bit so that or you know so that he would in a closer crop scene so it's just kind of funny to, to do these kind of things huh. well, I mean, it kind of makes sense right because there are big differences because isn't Christopher Lloyd like 6'3 or he's something he's up there he's in the 6's yeah he's definitely in the 6's and Michael J. Fox is a tiny he's 5'4 yeah. <laughs> so what was your favorite scene from the movie I mean if you had to you know what, what, what did you have that something that jumped out I mean you went from a four point you know, eight six to a four point nine eight, but that's an overall. So, I remember, I, I went from a five to begin with. I said I want to mark this as a five and. Go, well, you, but go you didn't down. mark it as a five. You marked it as a four point eight six. I said I would mark it as a five and go down. Mark things off no. as I go. So I started okay. with a five and went down. So I mean, a lot of stuff. I mean, I, uh, I hate to talk about time travel again, but I like <laughs> the movie overall because of its dealing with time travel. And you, know, I love time travel movies. I well, you know what they did in here, which I, I enjoyed, because I hate when time sh- I hate time travel movies that do this. It just drives me nuts. At least they didn't show the clocks turning backwards. I hate time movies mm, that do that. Yeah, only like, old movies did that back. I don't know. You know what? I just saw. Going back <laughs> there's, there's, they still do that today. I see that all the time. With mm. that, the time will move backwards. Like somehow your clock, which you know, time is only generated. They, they the atomic clock is based off the, decla- the decay of a of an atom, right? I mean, it's like the radiation decay. That's how they keep time, more or less. You know, your clock isn't tied to some supernatural force that moves backwards with you. You know, if I'm in a time machine, my watch doesn't move backwards with me. That makes no sense whatsoever. That's not how that works. Um, and they didn't do that in, in this one, which I'm, I'm really glad uh, that they didn't because that always annoys the hell out of me with a time travel movie. But yeah. Maybe it's because I don't remember two and three that well. Maybe that's why I, I don't find I remember time two really well, so I'm looking forward to that one day. I did, um, I liked... That scene where uh, he says Doc was talking, and he says, um, "Next Saturday night, we're sending you back to the future." And he points to the camera. You know, it's one of those scenes where you break that fourth wall we talked about before, right. and thinking Karate Killer. I forgot what movie we were talking about. Airplane, airplane. Um, and he did that, and he turns and points to the camera, and I like that. I mean, I just like that when they break that wall. Uh, that um, just little things um, had memories when that he uh, Michael J. Fox Marty had the Walkman tape player right right i mean gosh a tape player <laughs> tapes i still have tapes i have my sister-in-law bought me for christmas actually last year um, a little converter for your tapes because i have a, <laughs> a boatload of tapes he does tapes of music and other you know junk when i was a kid um so i need to convert all that but it made me think, yeah. I mean, we used to wear those. Well, you know, did you notice, though, when he stuck the tape in, it, instead of just saying Van Halen, it had, like, Edward Van Halen on it? Yeah. Which I thought was weird because yeah. he was in Van Halen. I mean, Sammy Hagar hadn't even come around yet, so why would you? Well, because. Who would actually write Edward well, <laughs> on their tape? That <laughs> song was actually played by Eddie Van Halen, and it was an untitled song. Oh, so they that, had to put that on there, so that was a movie his. thing. I mean, oh, it wasn't okay. Van Halen specifically, it was Eddie. Oh, uh, that's why they had to put that him. on there. I was like, who the hell writes their tapes like that? But they referred <laughs> to him as Edward all through IMDb, which is funny, too. It's Edward. Uh, never. Never going to happen. Yeah. It's Eddie Van Halen. It's like there's no Sammy Hagar. It's it's, it's Eddie Van Halen. I, you know, I didn't get either. You're talking about the tape and the headphones. When, when uh, Marty's trying to scare his dad into asking mm-hmm. his mom yeah. out, he puts the headphones on him and makes it really loud. And his dad's like, oh, what is that? No, they had headphones in 1955. You, you know what a headphone is. So I don't know why it was just such a, 
like he doesn't recognize that something's on his head. Yeah, like he doesn't realize it's a sounds. it's a headphone. Like this is some unique new device. So what what is this sound that's putting transfer right into my ear like that? Like, dude, they had headphones in 1955. <laughs> it shouldn't have been anything that freaked you out. Now, granted, the guy standing in the hazmat suit might have been a little freaky, uh, you know. But the whole headphones thing should not have been something that threw him for a loop. I kind I'm of trying to actually think that what they used. It sounds dumb, but they used the headphones back then as much. I mean. I guess they did use it for music and things, but not in the home. Uh, yeah, probably not, right? You probably didn't have an AV output. Yeah, so they studios. probably didn't have it at home, but they would have seen, yeah, in studios. I, and, and People would know what a yeah, head you, headphone You would know is. what a headphone yeah. was. It wasn't a, a brand new a brand new thing, that's for damn sure. <laughs> so, again, I'm picking at it. I don't mean to. It, the stuff just like that just makes me laugh. You know, like when he gets hit in the head, when Marty pushes his dad out of the way and gets hit by the car knocks down falls on his head I lo- I've always loved that scene because I love the sound his head makes yeah when it hits the, the thump yeah I thump, mean that's a nice thump. solid yeah. thunk man like his head really like hits hitting good. a melon yeah they, they did a really I mean good it does job. it sounds it like does. someone's hitting a melon which is probably what your head would sound like hitting the concrete like that but they, they did a really good song can we try that out no let's not well, unless we want to bring over Jake or something. So, Aww. what? <laughs> Aww. Aww. I would never throw Jake's head on the floor with you around. So, although he knocks his head, hits his head, and gets knocked out, and instead of calling nine one one, they they bring him into the house. I'm like, did, but then I was thinking yeah. that was stupid. Like, why wouldn't you call the doc? But they had nine one one in 1955, right? I don't know when nine one one came around. No, they did not have nine one one in 1955. You don't think so? No. Well, I won't say ambulances. You know what? If it was, then it's dumb. I don't think so. it's, <laughs> it's stupid. Dumb. It's they did not have a nine one one back in nineteen fifty five. Oh, see, now we have to look that up. We'll look that up at the break. We'll come back with that one. I it, can it tell be- you now they did not have nine one one back in nineteen fifty five. Really, you're being very sure for something you're not sure what, of. Klondike one. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, how you call things back. You know, Doc's number was Klondike <laughs> five, whatever it was. You know, you, oh. don't, you don't have. Come on, I don't no way. No, okay. Have, so they didn't have nine one one, but you could have just picked it up and said you would call the operator and yeah. said, "Hey, I got this unconscious kid. I just hit with my car. Send yeah. an ambulance." Not, "Hey, help me bring this kid inside the house and and let's just put him." Well, in there. maybe he didn't want to go to jail. Well, well, yeah, do you want the kid to die? You're probably still going to go to jail anyway. in the backyard. <laughs> That's what you do, isn't it? <laughs> well, that would made for a very short movie. I'm back in 1955. <laughs> oh crap! Now I'm dead. <laughs> this was not a not a very good movie at all. <laughs> Uh, you know, again, call the damn ambulance is all my point being. So I, I did, you know, the whole dance part I loved. You know, that, that again, that that's just, that's the nostalgia for me, right? Watching it as an older guy now, that whole scene there was completely nostalgic for me. It just reminded me of the whole high school scene and, and just that whole first dance. A couple dance. Of scenes did that it for did. me, too. It, it, it was, really it was did. nice. It was, this was, I think, one of the first movies I've watched that have really given me that real nostalgic feel. I think it was just the tone of the movie. Had a nice coming of age young kid type of vibe to this whole movie, um, and and watching it as an old fart like us, it was uh, it was different. It's funny though that we always give our nostalgia ratings the previous week and talk about what we think about it, but I didn't, you know, think about things. When I saw this, it did bring nostalgia feelings back when I was watching this. Like uh, stupid scene, they showed Jennifer's dad. Um, driving in the car, and it was an AMC Eagle. The only reason I know that is because we used to have one back in the day, and it's a distinct-looking Oh, really? And, uh, well, it's funny. It's AMC vehicle, which, of course, the DeLorean's an AMC. But, um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so, but the American Eagle is a, a, family, a family car, kind of like a SUV back in the day. It's a car slash SUV kind of looking thing. Right. And we had one, and I saw that, and it made me think about that time when we had that car. So it's just. <laughs> Do you think, uh, speaking of that final scene with him singing, my quotes with him singing, uh, and, and the cousin mm-hmm. Chuck or Marvin Berry yeah. calls Chuck Berry? 
Get your cousin. Yeah, Marvin. But don't you think that if I was Chuck Berry or a black musician from that time, that I would be pissed because they're basically just saying that. Oh no no! You did not invent your sound. You had some <laughs> white teenage white kid, kid from 1985 invented your sound for you. I, I would think as a musician, that I'd be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like seriously, you basically just put everything that Chuck Berry did. You trivialized it all by basically saying some white suburban kid made up that sound for you. What he said was, "Hey, listen to this," and they cut, and he says, "We gotta go kill that motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> I got to go get him. <laughs> Let's go get him. I'll go get him. Yeah, there was a couple of uh, off-color things. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You know, when he call him a uh, uh, colored mayor. I was like, colored? I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess that was the term they used in 1955. How about when they call him spooks? Yeah. 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 I was going there, yeah. yeah. Spooks, I can't spook. believe that. Yeah, no. And they, you know, I was like, wow. They, then they all get it out of the car. And they're like, oh, I don't want anything to do with no reefer addicts. I'm like, I don't think anything to do with reefer addicts. I think it's just the six big guys are going to kick your ass. <laughs> That did make me laugh. He smacks him upside the head. Get back to your mama, boy. That made me laugh. It did have some good lines through the whole thing. I like that, um, you know, when Marty was talking to his dad or to George. And you don't have to quote that. It really well, is his dad. I'm, I'm doing it to you. I'm, <laughs> oh, sorry. That's um, right. So, and he says, like, you're not going to, you know, be picking a fight, dad, dad, daddy-o. You know, <laughs> you know, little clever things like that. I like that. I had a whole bunch of that kind of stuff. Well, and then when they were doing the whole plan thing, and he's like, so, you know, I'm going to be in the car doing some things, and you're going to come in and interrupt it. And what's your line? And he's like, you know, get your <laughs> goddamn hands off of her. And he's like, do you think I should swear? And he's like, yes, yes. goddamn it, swear. <laughs> that made me, that was a good line, too. That was funny. I definitely laughed my butt off on that one. I thought it was funny that I'm going to mention this. They, uh, when he first went back to 1955 and he's walking to the town, it's all 1955 now, and he faces right. the gas station, the Texaco. And again, we're talking about the ding-ding, but they had the thing. <laughs> but this was full-on service. Oh, yeah, they had like four guys come out to do and everything. That's how they did things back in the day. They yeah. need to have that now. Hmm. I think that if somebody opened up a gas station and had full service, you had the ding-ding, had guys run out there, do your <laughs> do your windows and all that, Oh, yeah, that'd be that, kind of that was the way to go. Hey, they should. I bet you. You know what? You could probably open something like that. Up I'm saying that right and now. And charge like an extra couple dollars per gallon. Although yeah. in today's economy, people would maybe well, would. Yeah, but you know what? If you're in the right out. neighborhood where mm-hmm. people have money and they're and they're working, I bet you there's people that would go and pay the extra couple of dollars per gallon to get that kind of service. If you're a mom, you're in a minivan, you got four damn kids, and, and you know you got to pull in and get gas. You know what? Maybe you would pay the extra couple bucks uh, to do something like that. So if anybody out there decides, hey, that's a great idea, and you do it, and you actually make a couple bucks, patent pending. Yeah, <laughs> keep yeah. Remember, pending. I said it. I said it here. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll get a real. No, imagine that you dress you dress them up nice, and you know, have them run out there and do that that service. I mean, have like two or three pumps or whatever. Yeah, you definitely have to advertise it because if you just pulled into a random station and didn't know they were doing that, and four guys came you out, jumped weird. out in your car, yeah, and just came out, you'd yeah, be like, you what, know the, what? You would gun your car and get the f out of there. Is what People are protective of their cars. Yeah, so it depends. They'd have to know ahead of time. That's what this gas station does. The hoopty shows up, you know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that would it would definitely be a little odd. I don't know where that hoopty from. <laughs> I don't know either. 1955, maybe, I guess. You're just in that time frame. That cracked me up. So what else you got on me? You know, uh, can I can I go back to the time travel just for a minute? <laughs> just for you a minute. can keep going back to it. I mean, it's fine. It's, it's your show, too. But, Okay. You know, at the end, when Marty goes back to 1955, mm-hmm. like, okay, so he's in 1955, he comes back, he makes it back to 1985, and then he gets in time to go see Doc get shot again, and he sees himself take off again back right. in 1955, right. the first time when he goes back, right? Right. So this sets up a whole thing where 
he's now, I mean, that's a loop where it's infinity is never going to end, right? Because he's going now back to 1955 to do it all over again. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. this is what I'm saying is like, it's crazy. You can't, you can't affect the past. Timelines, it, right? It just is, right? It's just going to keep on going. Well, I mean, it's going to move forward from that point now, right? I mean, the time yeah, is but, moving forward. But he still went back. I mean, he where he is now, but his self again went back to 1955. Well, see, you, you, it depends on how you think of time. You know, some people think of time as linear, right? Like it's an actual stream. Oh, yeah. But most theories consider time, it's, it's everywhere. So there's just points in time. There's not one straight time. There's just little time points everywhere. So basically what he's done is just at that particular point this is what happened but it's not necessarily a loop it's just that at this time point that's what happened he's seeing that same time right going, that's right. happened i i get it but it's just ugh. i love it <laughs> it makes me like i love what they were doing that you can't see the smoke coming out of his head yeah. right now he's like ah, it's making me think i can't I stand burning. it <laughs> uh, just like in number two in number two they uh you know, they just a great job of showing the scenes of the first one and blending in the second one, but how the time is happening now and then and right. really good. You know, the, the the one thing though that kind of blows your mind when you think about this, right, is that Marty McFly he, his his memories haven't changed, right? He is who he is from nineteen eighty five, nineteen fifty five. His stuff hasn't changed. When he goes back to nineteen eighty five Everything has changed, right? His parents are completely different people. They're a successful author. You know, uh, he just published his book. His his mom has a job. His his brother works at the bank now, as opposed to McDonald's. And so his entire life has changed because his parents are now different people. Which would really mean that every memory that he has is not true anymore because everything has changed. Yeah. So he's going to remember stuff that they're not. They're like basically strangers to him at this point. Because he's not going to have anything he has is not what they have. Yeah, he's um, going to. Oh, yeah, yeah but, I mean, they're all going to have separate memories of him. None of his stuff is ever going to line up anymore yeah, because like he's got a completely different set of memories now. So his life is it's really out there for him. Basically, his entire childhood didn't exist as far as he's concerned. Should they should turn like a Back to the Future part something like point. 2.5 or something, where he, <laughs> well, it's just his misery of life, <laughs> just trying to find, find himself. But that's why I was saying they should have made this movie where his parents were already successful. He goes back in time to realize, holy crap, my, my dad was a geek. How did he ever stand up and become a successful author? You come to find out it's because of what Marty did it made him a successful author. But making him start off as such a geek and they're so poor, although if he's so successful, why the hell are they living in the same crappy-ass neighborhood? I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, everything else has changed, yeah. and they're in the same yeah. damn house. They well, really should have been in a different house. But you also kind of think that if you're talking about time and all that, you're changing things, but I guess the circumstances of how you got to that area, and maybe you're still there. You know, I Yeah, but you, know, you look at it from the butterfly effect, right? You know how the yeah. butterfly wings in one country causes a tsunami in another part of the, of the world. So everything that they go moving forward would have been completely different. Every decision that they made, every vacation that they went on, investment, job, I mean, everything would have just been different. And all the people that they interacted with, now their lives are now different, right? So the ripple effect of that would have just been been ridiculous. He should have just stayed there because he would have then, well, he couldn't say 1955. He would have had to go back to then when he was born so he could have those memories. <laughs> he would have to, you know. He would have yeah, to, I guess he would have just had to sit there and follow he, his he parents He went back to 1985, then he should have gone back to <laughs> when he was born so he could have all those memories that he Well, yeah, but by the time on. he got all those memories, then he would have been like 50 years yeah, old. And right. his parents would be like, what the hell is wrong? Why is this creepy-ass <laughs> guy following us around all the time? It was a little strange. But that's where time travel always gets a little little freaky. It right? is. It, it is. It is. But, you know, I think of all the... Tra- time travel movies out there. This one, I think, is one of the. Well, they didn't try ones. to do too much. That's for sure. They didn't try to make it overly complicated. 
Um, they they try to keep. They it do simple. in the next one. You don't remember? Yeah, I don't. I don't do. remember the next they one. Really enough do. to to really comment on it. So anyway, what else you got? You know, this brought back memories of Universal Studios in Florida. I like Universal Studios. We've had this conversation before <laughs> too. But they had Back to the Future ride there. I don't remember. It was it. a 3D um, experience. You put glasses on a huge IMAX kind of screen, a wraparound dome kind of screen. Right. You sat in a DeLorean, and you not a real DeLorean. Flew around and Biff, you know. Was in one DeLorean that he it was two DeLoreans I believe, and uh, he stole one and he had to get it back and chase him down through the future and all this kind of stuff. It was an incredible ride back <laughs> then. Dave Universal they tore it out and they made the Simpsons ride. That's where the Simpsons ride is now. But anyway, I love that ride. It's a really popular ride at Universal and now it's it's been gone for quite a few years now. But the DeLorean still parked out. Um, out there on the lot, you know, you can walk around that and see it. But I loved that. Yeah, you know, I don't ride. remember ever being on that ride. Really, you don't. I know we went to Universal Florida. We did. I can't imagine that we didn't go on that. We did. We had to have. Right? You don't remember that? I don't. The I remember queue, the Terminator ride when we, you and I went. The queue was a popular ride back then. It was so long and so hot, and it had TVs. You look up and waiting, and they have all these signs about heart attack. Don't go on <laughs> a heart attack. Anyway, we it was hot, and we. Had oh, I, know, I remember we went. It was friggin' hot as hell, yeah. but it was like 1991 or when was that? We went. No, it was later than that. I wouldn't ago. say it was much later. I don't know. Was it about that time? Yeah, it had to be. No, you know what? I had uh, Central. We were roommates, right? So that had to be 94, 95, 96, something like that. So we were a little bit older. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's right. In our mid 20s, me and Sean went to Universal Studios together. What of it, people? Grown ass man, we wanted to go fucking rise and rise. <laughs> well, my parents don't, live down don't there. Don't judge us. Uh, too. So that's true. I was going out to see them and. But they didn't come with us to the park. Yeah. <laughs> it was just me and you. They wanted to come. That was our famous argument of the uh, basketball. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> the water this tower. is not the conversation <laughs> to have right now, and that was Disney. I know, but it was the same trip. So anyway, all right, let's not get into that. Sean's going to pout and turn his microphone off. So <laughs> I will. Let's. I'm going to talk about some of the uh, things that they did. Facts, I guess. You okay. had time to go over some of those, unless you have anything else. No, I mean, I, like I said, great movie. I had no, no nothing else to really add to it. I think anybody who hasn't seen it again should see this one. You can see it with your kids. It's funny. It's heartwarming. See this movie. It, it is a really, really, really good movie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, some interesting things. I, you know what? IMDb had a billion pages of, of facts. I'm not going to go down through them all, but I did highlight a couple ones. We talked about some of them. You know, when here's stupid thing but uh when uh marty was doing his song you know johnny yeah, be good johnny be good i was saying great know. balls of fire when you watch the credits it credited him as marty mcfly singing that song which was <laughs> interesting it didn't yeah, say because it, it wasn't him yeah, right it was, it was some his guy named mark campbell who did it but, oh really yeah but he said he didn't give him credit they gave it they said marty mcfly but oh, that's funny. funny i guess that's a way to make sure that you know it's not michael j fox doing it but at the same time not giving the real guy credit um cory hart remember him the oh, yeah. Sunglasses at yeah, night. Yeah, I wear sunglasses. He was asked do I to do a screen part for Marty. Oh, but I yeah. guess he didn't do well because, you know, I didn't, never even knew that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. That's funny. Um, we talked about Billy Zane. We talked about those guys. Gosh, I mean, pages upon pages. God, there are like tons of pages. You guys yeah. can't see Sean and uh, all of his notes right now, but he's like literally behind a, a, a desk full of, page, of notes. Yeah, there were 32 special effects in the entire film. So it's pretty impressive. That that's all there were. Yeah, I don't know if that's considered high or low, but I guess there really wasn't a whole lot of need for them. Guess how many DeLoreans they had? Oh, they only did one, right? Well, well, you only saw one, but how many did they have? I would have said one. I'm three. Oh, really? I, was yeah. saying, I don't know why they would have needed three. 
So anyway, obviously, I guess one of them is the one that's outside of Universal. I'm assuming. Oh, okay. is that an California. actual DeLorean outside of Universal? No, I'm sure they made a... reproduction after the fact, but for the movie, that thing's probably worth three. a lot now, right? Because DeLorean hasn't made a car in like 30 years. Yeah, but you know, they sold kits. It was such a popular movie. They sold car kits that you could buy if you had a DeLorean. Get your hands on one that you can convert yours <laughs> into the time machine. <laughs> How awesome yeah. would that have been? And people do it now. They go just. You know, down watch the movie so many times, and every little piece, and they try to recreate it. Oh, jeez, those people with a lot of money and a lot of time. Yeah, well, yeah, good for them. Yeah, (laughs) makes them happy. (laughs) Uh, You know, you mentioned about the whole Huey Lewis, you know, judging the contest. You know, Eric, what do you call it, the band thing? Uh, But Huey Lewis actually wrote, changed the score for his Power of Love because they were playing Power of Love. Yeah, right, right. You know, and he did the. It makes me want to go out and download. I don't think I have any Huey Lewis songs on my iPod. I'm going to have to go download some Huey Lewis songs. I forget how many good songs he had. He did. I'm going to have to go out and download some. I can't. uh, Heart of Rock and Roll. Heart of Rock and Roll, of course. uh, You know, that album, whatever. That that was a great album. Four. It was called Four. Was that the name of that? Look at you throwing out some Yeah, not Four. Four is in golf. Oh, was it? Yeah. I don't know why I had to point that out, but I had a feeling when I looked at your face like you thought the number and I've... <laughs> I don't think it would have confused me either way. I'm sure I would have found the album, but thanks for clarifying it. <laughs> uh, people had problems because Michael J. Fox did several Pepsi commercials back in the day around the same time before this movie. I remember those. And people were like, look at that. They're doing all this product placement, but it really wasn't. But, you know... Oh, because he asked for the tab and the yeah, Pepsi and free. Pepsi free and all this kind of stuff. Um, talked about their size. That's in here too. The size of oh, they short. short and tall. Yeah, eh, whatever. I don't think our listeners care too much about those. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I thought it was kind of neat. Um, here's something kind of cool. So we were right. The, the movie, you know, occurred October 26th was the initial time travel when they were traveling I mean, the movie when they right, went right. back. Right. So they released the movie in the U.S. on July 5th of that same year, okay? So it was before it happened. Hmm. So technically, you know, the movie was seeing the future, <laughs> you know, happening. So what people did was they went to the location of where that mall was when they did that. Jeez. Oh, Just as, you know, it wasn't going to happen, but they wanted to see if it would appear. If right? it would appear. Yeah. Like it was our actual time. Nothing happened. Yeah, there wasn't a lot going on in 1985. So <laughs> <laughs> people did things like that because they didn't know any better. Like, this will happen right now. I'm sure of it. We saw it in a movie. Time travel must be possible. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Uh, Ralph Macchio <laughs> turned down the role of Marty McFly because he was thinking, this is so stupid. I mean, I can't believe this. He, was, he turned down the movie. He was thinking the movie was about a kid, a car, and plutonium pills. All right. So he, his reading comprehension skills are a little lax. But you know what? We didn't need him to be. I don't, scripts th- I don't think he could have been both the Karate Kid and the Back to the Future guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that's enough. He got he got the Karate Kid. He didn't need to be the Karate too. Karate fighting time travel. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it would have worked. Honestly, that's, I mean, eh, I don't know. Yeah. That's it. You it, know, it I could go on all day. And there's yeah, no, but no need. But some interesting tidbits. All right. Well, good stuff. Yeah. I like you and your researching. Everybody appreciates knowing a little bit of extra facts about something. Not only do we entertain, we teach. Yes. You know that's our motto. It's it's not really our motto, but it would be a good one to have. All right, so there we go. Back to the Future podcast number ten. Awesome, in loved the can. it. Yep, go and do it. Um, so this part of the show where uh, we finish that up and we start on our nostalgia rating for our next movie. So for our next one, we're kind of staying. Sorry, I guess in the same genre. All right, uh, we're staying with comedy. We're gonna go big comedy. Yeah, we are. We're gonna keep it big, right? Yeah. This is a big show. We're gonna go big. Like, let's keep it big. <laughs> we're cracking ourselves up yeah. right now. So the movie we're gonna do is. 
Big. Yeah, there we go. Yay. 1988, Tom Hanks. Um, I don't think this was, this was his first really popular movie. Or not his first movie, but I think this one probably put him out there more than any of the other ones he'd done uh, before. Right? Done I mean, Bachelor Party was funny, but it was rated R. What else had he done before Big? Well, I don't know. Why don't you look the damn thing up? Well, I'm asking you. This is this is what's called he did stuff organic. See what we're doing. We're not. Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> well, then just say I don't know. You don't have to yell at me about know it. Oh, what he did. All right, he well, was funny fine. and he did movies. He did other movies. So Big, 1988, Penny Forrest Marshall. Gump. <laughs> <laughs> Much later, uh, Penny Marshall was director. Uh, it opened up. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. Who knew? Um, so it made about hundred and what seventeen million dollars, I think overall. It's a fairly easy movie to make. It didn't cost them a whole lot. I think the budget was like eighteen million. It grossed about one hundred and fourteen million um, overall. So it definitely made them some money. So we're going to come back after the break. We'll talk about it, give our nostalgic reviews, and, and talk about what we remember of this movie, and we'll take it from there. Anything and else? No. We'll just listen to the trailer. All right. Get back. Yeah. Let's get in the mood. Josh Baskin was tired of always being told where to go, what to do, and how to do it. He was tired of being a kid. Make my wish, right. Wish I were big. For most kids, growing up seems to take forever. Sweetheart, you're going to miss the bus and I can't drive you today. But for Josh Baskin, all it took was a good night's sleep. Tom Hanks is big, but his mind has a ways to go. I mean, I like you, and I want to spend the night with you. Do you mean sleep over? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But I get to be on top. Big. A comedy for people of all sizes. Oh, boy. This summer, think big. All right, welcome back. That so was big. That was big. It was a big trailer for... Okay, you know, we can stop with those jokes yeah. now probably, right? Yeah. I mean, how many more ways can we say it was big? <laughs> it was big. Why did you do that motion? I, 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 I had to like grab my crotch when I said it. I, I don't <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me, honestly. I didn't want to say that out yeah, loud. Yeah, thanks, thanks for sharing that with everybody who would, would not have known the difference. So, big nostalgia ratings. Um, 1988 uh, was the movie. Tom Hanks, Elizabeth Perkins, um, John Hurd, um, all all part of this movie, all good actors, all well-known actors. You say well, well-known. I really didn't know many of them. Really? I'm not going to remember. Well, known to people who, who like movies. I might see them now, and I go like, oh, I know that. <laughs> I know that. Oh, yeah. Jared Rushton. I mean, clearly... Big big name. That was Billy. That was his friend Billy. I don't I don't know what he's actually done since then, but eh, I think it was in some other things though. So anyway, all right. Nineteen eighty eight big. Uh, you I'll tell you, give the plot of the movie, then we'll give our, our nostalgia ratings. How's that? So so big revolves sure. <laughs> Thanks. Enthusiastic short. So big revolves around uh Josh Baskins. He's a uh, ten year old, I believe, uh, in the movie, and he's tired of being a little kid, so he makes a wish on a Zoltar machine. Um, which, cleverly enough, we have in our title of this podcast. Because, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, our titles are clever. <laughs> our titles are very clever. I'm hoping people have caught on to that by now. So uh, he makes a wish to be big, uh, and overnight, all of a sudden, he's a grown man, who played by Tom Hanks, and uh, he wakes up, you know, in Josh's bed, and his parents freak out, of course. So he well, it's to, his bed. Yeah, it's his bed, right? So he wakes up, and his parents are like, what the hell did you do with my son? Da, da, da. 
And um, uh, so he has to run away, obviously, get out of there real quick. He calls his friend Billy uh, to help him out. And through uh, an odd series of events, he ends up working at a toy company. He starts off, I think, in like data processing or something, right? Small. Data entry stuff. Yeah, data yeah. entry stuff or whatever. Uh, and he ends up getting his own little apartment, which is yeah, pretty good for a guy with no social security number, no Yeah, you have to look by that. But, I mean, yeah. granted, you're just spending all that disbelief. But big anyway. time in this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. I did not mean that. <laughs> okay. All right. I did not. But you have to, big time, you have to really. <laughs> big it's huge. Time. Huge. It's huge. It's huge. Huge time. Huge amount of disbelief yeah. there. So he you know comes across a uh, uh like a uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh <laughs> novelty I can't think of the word what? no at the at, at his workplace oh, where he has like a little study room where all the toys are and he's playing with them and like the a boss lab, sees them like yeah, a lab. toy lab yeah, it was called something else yeah. right but a study group focus group uh, yeah, with go. a bunch of toys and uh, he starts playing with them and somehow the CEO of the company ends up asking him his opinion on it and he gives them an opinion that he thinks is yeah, it's a really good opinion right he's a kid he understands what it's like to want to play so after that, basically, he ends up getting prom- getting promoted. That's and the dude like from Independence Day, isn't it? I just so I remembered that just now. The toy guy, the toy, the CEO, whatever. That's no, the guy from Independence no, Day, the Independence general. Day? He's the general. Oh Jesus! Yeah, it is. Wow, wasn't it? Look yeah. at that. I just I just saw that. I didn't know that until just now. Yeah, I know it is. That's weird. What you threw him in with uh, Independence Day? It's not like he had a really big. I guess he was the general in that movie. Yeah. But, okay. All right. I don't know why it just cracked me up. He also does all the stereotypical uh, like Italian mafia movies. <laughs> he does yeah. a lot of those too. So um, anyway, sorry, just that's popped right. in uh, there. That's fine. Uh, so anyway, he ends up getting promoted. He has a, a competitor, John Hurd, who doesn't understand why this new guy is getting all this publicity. He ends up kind of catching the eye of Elizabeth Perkins, who's like a love interest sort of, even though he's only a ten-year-old boy. So there's some good comedy and ensuing in that because he doesn't quite get if that. you think that child molestation is good <laughs> yeah but would it be considered child molestation right yeah. he's the body uh, he of a 30 is, year old right. i mean he's not uh you know he's not really a minor so he may have the mental capacity of a minor i don't know how that would work yeah we should look that up but that's probably a weird there's probably a flag on the internet if you start looking yeah up. <laughs> that's right. you look i molest i know i do a lot of researching but i think you're going to take care of yeah, that research I say, I said, okay to molest a mentally capacitated i'm sure that's probably a red flag in somebody's watch list we probably won't do that one so anyway he ends up doing that but he, he comes to find out that even though he's bigger now and these things are he, he feels like he's missed all this part of his life uh, and he watches a bunch of kids and a mom playing and he's like oh i missed them i want to go back so he has to go back and try to find uh, the wish machine that originally made him big and make a wish to be small again. So he does that, and he goes back to being small, and Elizabeth Perkins misses him. Um, so it was all that. It was it was a good movie. I, I enjoyed Big. It was funny. I mean, it wasn't original, right? Because at this time, I think we'd already done, like, this was, like, the era of the body switching thing. Yeah, right? like, I mean, Freaky Friday. Yeah, well, like Dreamon, before them. But yeah, you yeah, name it. Parent Trap, been... which was redone in the 70s, and then, then uh, the Dudley Moore one. It's not really switching two people, though. It's just No, weird. no, but it's, it was that whole... But uh, yeah, still. I'm an adult in a kid's yeah, body, or I'm a kid whatever. in an adult body type of thing, right? There was a whole bunch of movies around this time that, that did this premise. So it certainly wasn't original, but it was Tom Hanks. I mean, Tom Hanks was... You know, at one time, kids today don't know this, <laughs> right? Because you don't see Tom Hanks doing it anymore, but Tom Hanks was quite the comedic actor. Uh, back in the day, and that was really what he was known for was doing comedies until he got Mr. Serious and started doing Philadelphia and some of those other ones. So, classic Tom Hanks movie. Loved it. I did laugh out loud. Uh, several parts of this movie I remember when I was a kid. L-O-L. 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 Oh, I thought you said L-O-L. 
speech impediment. <laughs> you know, what can <laughs> I say? <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> calling out. <laughs> what internet speak are you using? So, um, anyway, nostalgia ratings. What do you think? I am going to give this a 3.42. Right. It's a little less than you gave Red Dawn. Yeah. Hmm. It, just by my thoughts of saying, I have trouble thinking the concept of this movie really made sense, but it was a fun movie. You know, what's funny is I had originally thought to give this one a higher nostalgic rating, but mm-hmm. the more I'm talking about it, the more I remember this movie now. Eh, I don't think it's worth that high. I, I think, think it's going to have its moments, and I'm going to enjoy it. I think it will, too, but I, I'm going to go with 3.5. Oh, gonna, you're close gonna, to me. Yeah, I'm going to keep it a little bit above average, because I thought it was a slightly better than average movie. Yeah. You know, but it certainly wasn't anything that you leave going, wow, that just changed my life. My perspective on being a child and an adult is completely different now. It, you know, nothing, the, that, nothing that profound. The movie was fun. I mean, it had fun moments. Um, if you put aside the fact that none of this could ever happen and <laughs> the real consequences of this happening, if it did happen, this kid would be scarred. I mean, it, it wouldn't happen the way it did. Well, forget about the kid being scarred. He would be less scarred, but his parents, his parents. would be scarred to hell. I yeah, mean, this kid was gone for three months. I mean, imagine if you, though, suddenly grew up from 10-year-old to whatever you were. I mean, you're going to go down through more than just what he did. Right. So get beyond all that and it just had fun moments of him and the toy thing and inventing yeah. things and this has got the famous scene of him uh, dancing on the piano in the yeah. toy store right, right with the playing, CEO, was, right. It, was it playing chopsticks or was yeah, it playing chopsticks yeah chopsticks and another song yeah um, heart and soul was it heart and soul yeah heart yeah. and soul there you go look at me huh I could there not you play go. either one of those Sean actually tried to teach me how to play heart and soul I think for like three days and I couldn't get but it. But you have neither. So that's why you <laughs> oh, That's uncool. I just have no musical ability whatsoever. My I can hear it, but it, I can't do anything with yeah. it. it. It does no good for me. But anyway. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it, like I said, it did laugh. It had that nice iconic scene. It, it was kind of funny when he starts making money. I remember them when he first gets his apartment. You know, he doesn't any kid that age would have done with that kind of money, right? He just buys a bunch of junk food. Yeah. Uh, and, and stupid things. Video right? games. Yeah, video yeah. games and, and stuff like that, which was pretty funny. I mean, it had a little of what you were talking about, right? When he first gets his apartment and he's there by himself and he's in his apartment and all that stuff is going on outside. He gets a little scared and just kind of curls up in his bed and, you know. But that's really all they touched on as far as scars go, right? But it's a comedy, so obviously they don't want to keep that. No, right? Because technically the guy probably would have been a homeless guy on meth in no time. Because he's, <laughs> got, he's, got, he's got no history. Yeah. He has no way to make any money. He doesn't know anything. He's 10 years old. Could you imagine Jake being a 30-year-old and all of a sudden trying to, to get a job and make a life? You'd have no idea what to do. Kids at 10, you didn't know how to pay a bill. You didn't know ta- you didn't know what any of this stuff was, yeah. right? You had no clue as to what that meant. So, yeah, you would end up living on the streets, I'm sure, and somebody would end up taking advantage of you, you know, bada being you're a prostitute is what I'm saying, male or female. <laughs> Gosh. That's probably where you're going with that's that. That's where you're going, yeah. Because uh, uh, what else are you going to do? Yeah. So, so that... Uh, or really, work in a toy yeah, company. right. And make like, lots of money. And make lots of money and get promoted to, yeah. like, vice president of marketing. <laughs> of marketing. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> it's that easy to get a job? That's awesome. Why that goes I? right along with Mannequin. Remember <laughs> yeah. that movie Mannequin? Oh, you know, uh, where the mannequin came alive? Yeah. So yeah. he went from, like, a... I forget what he was. Store clerk thing, whatever it was, up to, uh, you know, same thing. Market, yeah. you know, um, president or vice president or something. Back when Kim like, Cattrall was, a, was yeah. a hottie. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's held up, though. I don't know about held up. She, she's, you know, she's held up. That's for sure. But I don't know. With she, tape and she other personally things. personally has held but up. Yeah, but anyway. So, anything else on this from a nostalgia review that you remember? Mm. Did you see this in a the theater, do you think? Or was this a VHS? I don't, I don't even know that. I know. I Pretty saw sure I saw this one. Ago. I mean, I don't I think remember. Me and, uh, I think me and my uh, girlfriend at the time went and saw this one. 
I remember the machine, the Zoltar. Well, we've had similar looking machines. I don't know if it was that one. I've played those types of things before, trying to get the, the damn coin fortune. them out. I never yeah. get the damn coin them out. <laughs> That's why I gave it another lower rating. I'm like, no way. <laughs> if it was me, I would have missed it. Not I only did he not get it once, he got it twice. Well, I mean, come on. First try. Yeah. Right? Yeah, both times. He only had that one coin at the very end, if I remember correctly. And you don't, don't coin right in there. So not, not too shabby. Of course, if he had known that, he should have wished to not only be young, but to be, you know, a superhero. I, you know, why, why, why just take one wish? You know, I guess it was his main problem right now is he just wasn't big. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, for a fact, you have a supernatural machine. Oh, standing he right he returns, there. He could do something else besides that. Right. I'm saying he could have come he back later. Well, sure. Go ahead and go ahead and be a kid. Get a freaking the roll of quarters. Come back to that thing until you can get to your superpowers. I thought you say, yeah, I wish for a roll of quarters. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. But in 1988, when they still had vin- uh, video arcades, a roll of quarters was worth some least, shit right there. You were set for like a half hour. Yeah, for $10. Remember the little roll of quarters? Yeah. $10. Uh, actually, that puts me reminds me of uh, um, Go to Atlantic City. Because remember, we used to do coins all the time yeah. before it was now all that. paper. Yeah, now you get those little roll of coins at quarters and carry them around with you. Uh, good days. So anyway, um, but th- that's it. I mean, nothing else really stuck out. I think I'm going to enjoy watching it again because I really don't remember a ton of this movie. Uh, so I think it should be a good one to, to rewatch, but I don't imagine that my, my rating's going to change too much. I don't think so either. I, something really jumps yeah. out at me for some reason. Like, but oh wow, I forgot that he flew to Mars too. Yeah, you know, but he yeah. doesn't. He doesn't. I, I'm pretty sure. Right? I don't think Elizabeth Forkin gets nude. Right? I don't think she does in this one. That would make a little bit of an no. more of an odd movie. Yeah, she, no, because no. it's PG, right? Yeah, I'm assuming it's G. PG. It's G. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Right? Why would I don't even know why it's PG? It could probably probably have been G. I suppose. Um, what up, G? What up, G? It is a big G. <laughs> All right, sorry. All right, that's the last one. We're going to go out on that? Yeah. I, I, I don't know how else to take that right. one now. I feel like I really went overboard Just on the Just tell them about us, please. Uh, okay. So, anyway, uh, nostalgia rating's done. Uh, 3.5 for me, 3.42 for Sean. And we're going to go. We'll rent the movie. We'll watch it this week. We'll be back next week to give you our current reviews and ratings. Um, and as always, you guys want to get in touch with us during the week, uh, go ahead and go to hhp-podcast.com. That's our website. You can look us up on Facebook under Hockey Masks, High Schools, and Popcorn. Get out there. Friend us. Comment us. Uh, we're also what iTunes. you got yep. the iTunes, of course. Get out there. Um, where else can you get us at? E- email us at ah. comment at hhp-podcast.com. There you go. And what you can get on the website has our email addresses yeah, there as well. Yeah, it's all there. Everything's there. Just yeah. If you get to that, the website, you're golden. Yeah. I assume if, you, if you're able to navigate to a website, you will then be able to navigate to an email address yeah. to, to contact us. So I think you should be okay. All right. So as always, thanks, everybody. Ten podcasts. Yay. Number ten. Book. Uh, High five High five. from the distance. Air, Air five. Air five. So that was great. we uh, very happy to have done this. Uh, hopefully we can do another ten hundred. You know, ten hundred. Yeah, I, I don't know. I couldn't think of a number that started with ten. So ten hundred seems like good. All seems right. like good. <laughs> Me English speak fast, <laughs> and we are out of here. <laughs> All right, guys. Everybody have a good week, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.